0: Hello to the Athleticast. It is the 35th episode, and it is May 12th, and I'm your co-host, Garrett.
1: And I'm your co-host, Brady.
0: And uh, it's another normal day. We're going to be doing daily news and uh, a record prediction still going off of that NFC West division. And uh, we will dance, but uh, this isn't our 24-7 jobs. We got other stuff to do, and uh, one of us. Could not watch the last dance, so that will be coming to you around Thursday.
1: Yeah, come on, Garrett.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. It was totally me, guys. But, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to hop into NFL news today. And the first story, Miami Dolphins have agreed to terms with fifth overall pick Tua Tagovailoa on a four-year, $30 million deal with a fifth-year team option. That usually comes with most first round rookies. They usually get a fifth round, uh, or sorry, fifth year option. And we've talked a bit about those as they've been getting declined from the twenty seventeen draft class. And uh, next story is that Richard Seymour, a former defensive tackle, has been announced as the thirtieth member to join the New England Patriots Hall of Fame. Obviously, it's not Canton, but it's New England, so still yeah. pretty good, I guess. Uh, next story is that the Philadelphia Eagles reportedly have interest in running back Carlos Hyde, running back LaShawn McCoy, obviously a little reunion there. He played there, I think, in the early 2010s. And then uh, running back Devonta Freeman, who was recently cut from the Atlanta Falcons. They replaced him with Todd Gurley, so I think they got a little bit better of a running back. But uh, that leads us into our record prediction. And today's team... Is The Seahawks. We kind of shifted it a little bit from uh, how we started coming into these next divisions. We're going to be doing it from worst record last season to best record last season. So uh, that leads us to the Seahawks this time. And uh, let's just jump into that. Last year, they had an 11 and five record. They went to the wild card where they whooped the Eagles and then got whooped by the Packers. But uh, week one, they are playing the Atlanta Falcons.
1: Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Very nice, very new. Uh, I don't know why I'm saying that, but there you go. Atlanta Falcons have kind of been an orga- unorganized team as of recently. Uh, they should be pretty good, and they've always been pretty good, but not like as great as they have been maybe with Michael Vick. But that's a sensitive topic, so I probably shouldn't get deep into that but also with the Seahawks being such a dominant team on the road and even more dominant team at home, I say Seahawks get their first win on their first
0: game. Yeah, same thing here. Falcons usually don't start off hot. And I think especially they're going to kind of week one, they're going to try to work Todd Gurley into their system uh, with Julio Jones and Matt Ryan, obviously. So I think the Seahawks will probably get a pretty easy W there. In week two, I'm going to say this every time a team plays this team. Uh, they play the Tom Brady list. Tom Brady
1: Because such a Yeah, with a quarterback that no one will ever listen to. Because, you know, Belichick <laughs> is trying, but I don't think he's going to succeed two times in a row. And if he does, there's something going on that we don't know about. But with the Patriots losing Tom Brady and them losing that morale that they had with not one, not two, not three, four, five, but six rings with Tom Brady. I say they're getting no more for any time in the future, uh, for the immediate future. But they are gonna lose this game to the Seahawks.
0: Oh, I, I thought you were about to say the Seahawks were gonna lose to the Patriots. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. But uh, yeah, I also have the Seahawks being the Patriots. Uh, their offense, the Patriots' offense, is. Coming up year is going to be very, very lackluster. And uh, I think with the Seahawks, they are going to get the easy W there. Uh, week three, they play the Cowboys. What's wrong with all these
1: unorganized teams that we're talking about? Dallas could be maybe one of the worst of them because, oh, let's just get rid of our players and not get anything for it. It's our coach's fault. Let's fire him and get a new one. Like I've said previously before, they make mistakes, and I think they'll continue to make mistakes throughout the season and beyond. So, game three for the Falcons is a big O-W.
0: All right, uh, week three, when I have the Seahawks playing the Cowboys, I actually have the Seahawks taking their first loss of the season. I think being an unorganized organization, uh, that kind of makes sense. I should probably copyright that term. But, uh, yeah, the Cowboys... They have a star-studded offense, and even though you are a little bit unorganized, if you have that much star power, it's going to take you somewhere. And uh, I think with that very good offense that they're going to be overpowering the Seahawks. And uh, for that reason, I think the Seahawks are going to take the first L of the season, 2-1. and one. Yeah. And uh, week four, they play the Dolphins.
1: In Miami, you know, you really brought a good idea yesterday that you're talking about, and is that the Dolphins really did pick up a lot of valuable assets to their team. So going on with that, getting into that depth chart that Miami has, uh, just kind of observing that a little bit, you see that they have the possibility to be a very good team. So I say Miami should maybe figure something out by then. I say they hand the first L in my books to the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, uh, week four against the Dolphins, I have the Seahawks beating the Dolphins. And uh, that's because yesterday when I uh, gave my point about the Dolphins kind of being a new star-studded team, that was against the Cardinals who were a little bit young, a little bit unproven. The Seahawks are not that. Uh, Russell Wilson has proven himself to be a top five quarterback in the league. And uh, that running game, Chris Carson's very underrated. He's a very good running back. With D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, I think that will just beat the Dolphins. Like you said yesterday, I think maybe a year or two down the road, the Dolphins will be a force to be reckoned with. But uh, this first year, I think with a proven team like the Seahawks, they should kind of handle the Dolphins. Uh, The next week. Week five, they play the Vikings. You
1: know, the Vikings uh, get away with a lot of stuff. They also choke. Just like the Lions, that NFC North is not very good at succeeding. Unless you're Green Bay and they do it maybe a little bit. I'll give them that. But other than that, I think Minnesota, maybe they're definitely an experienced team. But if you look at the quarterback matchup there with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, and then my man Kirk Cousins, Uh, out of Michigan State, but I'm not even going to highlight him that much. He's really not that good. Uh, But I just don't think if a game that's in Seattle that's going to be definitely close, I still do think that Seattle wins that game over
0: the Vikings. I have the Vikings actually winning that game. And I think, obviously, with that offense, it's kind of – they only lost Stephon Diggs – well, only – He was basically their number one receiver because Adam Thielen was battling injuries the whole season. Uh, But I think with Justin Jefferson, by this time in week five, he's going to, I think he's going to be a pretty good wide receiver in the NFL. And I think if that's the only point that they lose, I think rookie tight, well, this will be second year tight end. Irv Smith Jr. Oh, sorry. uh, Out of Alabama, I think he'll take some jumps. And uh, that defense, still very good. And I think that'll kind of handle the Seahawks. And week five, the Seahawks take an L. Week six, bye. Week seven, uh, they play the Cardinals.
1: The very young Cardinals, like you stated earlier, I don't think Arizona has any of the firepower, like I said in the Arizona episode, to beat the Seahawks. And I'm just going to say it now for their upcoming game when they play again. There's no way Arizona beats this experienced team. And I'll leave it at that. And I give a win to the Seahawks.
0: Week seven when they play the Cardinals, I'm probably going to use the phrase, a broken clock is right twice a year. Even though they are a young and unproven team, when you're young, you're very naive. You have a lot of moxie about you. And I think they're going to kind of muster up all their mojo. And uh, they're going to beat the Seahawks uh, in their first matchup. And if you want a more in-depth reasoning for that. Go back to the Cardinals episode. But uh, week eight, they play the 49ers.
1: I'm speechless. You think the Arizona...
0: Okay. (laughs) San Francisco... You said the Dolphins would beat them, so...
1: Well, yeah, but that's the Dolphins. I just don't have much trust in the Arizona. But... um, I'm guessing... (laughs) Yeah, but San Francisco losing and choking that Super Bowl or, or... Did I say... Yeah, I said San Francisco, them choking that Super Bowl. You know, they're good with Joe Montana. They're good now, and I still think they're going to be pretty dominant next year. They have no signs of letting up uh, other than them maybe getting a little bit older. But other than that, I think San Francisco, hard game in Seattle, still wins that game. My second loss for the Seahawks.
0: I think this... 49ers Seahawks series is going to go the same way it did this year. Two of the best games of the season happened when they played each other twice. Obviously, the 49ers stopped the Seahawks from getting the number one seed. The battle for the number one seed in week 17, where they stopped them on the one yard line uh, in order to get, the 49ers did, in order to get that um, that uh, number one seed. But uh, The first time they met, this season, uh, they lost on a game-winning field goal. And I think it'll kind of go the same way, not that it will necessarily end on a field goal, but that it will be a very close game with maybe a game-winning touchdown or something along those lines. So week eight, I have the Seahawks beating the 49ers.
1: Okay, Buffalo Bills. The Bill. next
0: week, yes.
1: Yes, it's at Buffalo. Who for that? I have, drum roll please, the Buffalo Bills beating the Seattle Seahawks. I think by now in the season, Buffalo should and should prove themselves as being maybe a dominant team. Uh, maybe ne- not necessarily dominant, but maybe getting a little bit more power than they have previously. With their great fan base and uh, just the great people and players that are there, uh, I think that they should. Now that they're experienced and they've got to the playoffs and have somewhat of an idea, maybe what to do, they might have a shot. And I say they beat the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, I have the Bills also beating the Seahawks. And uh, I think I've said this every time uh, we've said the Buffalo Bills. Top three defense uh, with Tredavious White uh, as their secondary that I've also probably said quite a bit. I'm kind of a fan of his, except when they play the Steelers such as they did this year. But, um, yeah, I think that defense is one of the best. And I think with the addition of Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen has a heck of an arm. He can really sling it. But uh, with that offense, with the addition of Stephon Diggs, I think it puts them over that hump, and the defense should handle uh, that offensive line of the Seahawks. So I have the Bills winning that game. In Week 10, they play the Rams.
1: Los Angeles Rams. I'm just going to keep this short. Go look at the past episodes. Uh, But Los Angeles is kind of on the downturn, like I said. I think I had them 8-8 in our predictions. But I do think the overpowering offense that is the Seattle Seahawks should take quick work of that Seattle uh, defense. Even though that defense is pretty dominant, uh, I think I just messed up with my words. But... I sorry. I think, yes, I flipped him around, but I do think that Seattle's offense will overpower Los Angeles's defense because it is on the downturn. I think that they get their sixth win of the season.
0: Yeah, I have the Seahawks being the Rams, uh, and I'll keep it absolutely short. Go watch the Rams one. If you want a, uh, Explanation for that, but it's mostly along the lines of what Brady just said about how Aaron Donald can't run your entire defense. And uh, week 11, they played the Cardinals, second time of the season.
1: You already explained it. Trash. Win. <laughs>
0: uh, I have the Seahawks also beating this. I don't think it'll be a relatively close game. They'll probably lose by around 10 points. But uh, yeah, I think the Seahawks should uh, pretty get a nice win there. And a week twelve, they play the Philadelphia Eagles. The
1: Eagles, the very impressive offense that they're trying to build. Uh, maybe we'll see what happens. Uh, I say that Philadelphia Eagles being in Philadelphia, that's a great place to play. I think I've already said that again, but in previous episodes. But that Lincoln Financial Field, I think that Philadelphia really defends that and gets that win. That's that fourth loss for the seahawks
0: i think the seahawks kind of they get a very hard fought win against the eagles uh when they play on week 12 and i think that's because they would probably the eagles would probably have a leg up on the seahawks if they didn't waste their second round pick on uh jalen hurts sorry i just really want him as a steelers fan but um Yeah, I think week 12, Carson Wentz. If he stays healthy, it should be a very good season for those guys. But uh, not this game, uh, where Russell Wilson will probably go off. He probably has around six games in the season where he just absolutely goes ballistic, where he gets those MVP rumors like he did this year. And I think uh, this is going to be one of those games. And the Seahawks are going to beat the Eagles. Week 13, I have them playing the Giants.
1: The Giants, ooh, another downturn team. But, you know, who's also worse in New York? The Jets. But mm. the Giants, uh, maybe, might be a surprising team, I guess, maybe late, late in the season. I said there's a chance they could at least try to be good because they have Saquon Barkley, and them with a better offensive line should just destroy any run or any defense with their run game but their passing game is just awful so i think you do need both to succeed because if everyone just knows you're going to run they'll stop the run eventually right that just seems Mm -hmm. like common sense so i say seahawks get a
0: win all right uh for week 13 when they're playing the giants i have the seahawks getting a w here and I think it's mostly along the same lines. I do think I'm a little higher on their passing game than you are, but I guess that's because I had Darius Slayton in fantasy. And uh, he appears to be like best friends with Danny Dimes when it comes to getting the ball. But um, the only way I would probably reverse this decision is if the Giants land Beyond Clowney. They're obviously one of the three teams that are still in the running for them, that being the Titans, the Giants, and. He's not likely to go back to the Seahawks, so I guess it would be mostly between those two. But uh, if the Giants land him, I'll be willing to give them the W there. But uh, until then, Seahawks get the win there. Week 14, speaking of Jets, they play them.
1: Yeah, I told you, Jets, to- horrible. Uh, don't see any success with them this season. I already said that in previous episodes, and I'm going to say in the future. Until they figure out something they might not get wins. And I'd say for the future, and I think you have as well, but in the future, they could get wins, and they probably will. It's just until they find that working system, I do not think they actually will get the wins. So I say that is a win for the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, against the Jets, I think, like I've said every single time, it's it's kind of redundant at this point, but uh, the thing with these divisions – is they get matched up with other divisions, such as the AFC East. That's why all NFC West teams so far have played the Jets, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and uh, I forgot one. The Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Jets. Yeah, there you go. But uh, with this Jets team, I've probably said this uh, twice already, but um, yeah, they're about a year or two out from the end of this rebuild. So I think this will be, with a proven team like Seattle, still has a few years of contention left. I think that they should kind of easily get this win. And uh, Week 15, the other division they're paired with, the NFC Least, uh, they played the Redskins.
1: Two words, absolutely horrible. Doesn't matter, you are getting the second pick last year. You are getting the first pick in the 20. 21 and the nfl draft i'm calling it now hot take hot take i don't care it's just one of those full send moments but i'm doing it i Mm -hmm. say that it should be a decently easy win we will see what happens with the redskins if they maybe somehow figure out something by the end of the season but i really don't think so the momentum that seahawks have probably are going to have should just take him out easy. Ten and four right now for the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, week fifteen against the Redskins. Uh I'm gonna quote the same reasoning I had for the Jets. They're a rebuilding team, obviously second year quarterback Dwayne Haskins, uh rookie this year, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, a rookie on that defense. Ryan Kerrigan's getting old. He's a good linebacker, but it's kind of unknown how many years he has left. But uh, I'm kind of rooting for uh, the Redskins to kind of be good in the future, not for the whole team, but because uh, I'm kind of a fan of Terry McLaurin. Uh, He's a pretty good rookie receiver that didn't get a whole bunch of attention last year, but uh, he definitely did my fantasy a few favors. But, um, yeah, I think since this is one of these uh, one to two buffer years for the Redskins, I have the Seahawks beating them. In week 16, they played the Rams.
1: Ooh, the Rams, I already have this Rams win. I say the Rams might pick up some steam at the end of the season. I already had this in our first episode because, you know, they were just subpar last year. But just being subpar might be good enough for an end-of-the-season win. I say the Seahawks have a hiccup, and they
0: actually do lose this game,
1: 10-5. and five.
0: Uh, you want to do week 17 because uh, my reasoning for 16 and 17 are basically the same. So, if you want to just double so them up, I,
1: I pretty much say the same thing, they're gonna have a hiccup, and I say San Francisco wins that as well. So, 10 and 6 is my final,
0: yeah. Week 16 and 17, I they're basically at this point, they know they're probably gonna reach the playoffs, and uh, they've clinched that. So they're basically on cruise control. They don't care if they get the win or loss, and they're just resting their star players kind of so that they're healthy and ready to go for a nice playoff run. So uh, with the healthy teams of the Rams and 49ers, I think with the 49ers even seeing some players because I'm pretty sure I'm going to have them in the playoffs uh, come Thursday when we do their record prediction. But uh, yeah, I think for that reason, they're going to take two consecutive Ls on the last two weeks of the season. And they also finish ten and six. So it's a one uh win difference from last year. They're probably gonna make the wild card at that rate. But um yeah, that'll do it for the record prediction on my part.
1: Yeah, awesome. So other than we had a lot of NBA information in our last episode. But now since we don't have last dance stuff, because we don't want to overload you guys on one day. But I'm gonna, I only have one piece of NBA news, and that the NBA uh, deadline is to scrap the CBA extended, extended. So exciting stuff for that, and also very unimportant stuff for, more, may, for most sports fans because it doesn't really make any sense. So with not a lot of stuff, uh, I'm just going to leave it at that for the NBA
0: for me. All right, uh, I have two stories for the NBA. The first story is that per Woj, uh, the NBA and the NBA Players Association has reached an agreement to extend through... Oh, wait, you said this, didn't you?
1: Kind of, keep going.
0: Uh, All right, uh, they extended it through September, the 60-day window that preserves the league's right to terminate the new collective bargaining agreement. This would be delaying the new initiatives and rules that are in place for the new uh, CBA that goes from 2020 to 2030. It's kind of every decade they do it. But uh, this would be delaying the new – oh, wait, just said that. But, uh, yeah, this is because of the pandemic, and it is postponing training and in-person workouts. Next story I have is Kai Soto, a center from the Philippines, has decided to forego college and will be the first international draft prospect to sign a deal in the NBA G League Pro program, likely joining the new Southern California roster made up of these new kind of high school superstar prospects. And I'll do it for my NBA news.
1: Yes, for MLB, I'm going to say now, is that the MLB owners are okaying a proposal for a July start. So for all those baseball fans out there, pretty exciting news. Maybe we have baseball on the rise and coming back. Might uh, bring that spark to get more baseball fans who don't know because it might be the only thing on. Mm -hmm. And a cancellation of the WBC in 2021 is imminent. Wow, imminent. Words are hard, Garrett. Words are hard. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I have for the news for today.
0: All right. Uh, my MLB is kind of uh, a continuation. It's that whole new plan. It has to be approved by the Players Association still. But hey, it's a start. And the plan would start the season on the 4th of July weekend. So no better way to celebrate America. But uh, the season would be 82 regionalized games, and spring training would start early June. So uh, not really spring, but you know,
1: close to name. <laughs>
0: But uh, yeah, that'll move it along to NHL. And that news is that the American Hockey League has canceled the remainder of its 2019-2020 season and the Calder Cup playoffs Monday due to the coronavirus pandemic. Next. Wait, you said that that was all your news for the day, right? Not just MLB?
1: Yeah, you just got the college stuff today, so you can finish it out.
0: All right. Uh, college football news: Texas Christian University, otherwise known as TCU, has landed five-star running back Zachary Evans. Evans was ranked as the 16th best prospect in the 2020 class. He's a tad short, going in at five foot 11 inches, but this should not derail his college career in any way. Next story is that USC coach Clay Helton said an 11-game conference-only schedule has been discussed in Pac-12 meetings. This could come into consideration, and I would 1,000% take that over no football whatsoever, which I think any sane person should who's a football fan. Yes. But uh, next story is uh, college basketball, and that is that Rice University transfer Drew Peterson has committed to the USC Trojans, he said on Twitter today. And the final story I have today is that Kevin Durant has said that he was originally planning on going to North Carolina to play basketball with Ty Lawson. This would pair him with Danny Green, and no matter what with North Carolina, you're going to have a good team. But with Kevin Durant, that probably would have been a championship waiting to happen. Yeah, all right, much. will do it for my news for today.
1: Well, with all the news wrapped up, I'm just going to close this thing out. Hope you guys have a good rest of your day whenever you're listening to this. Garrett, I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you stay safe. Stay inside. Actually, no. You know what? Just stay safe, go outside, enjoy whatever you're doing.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for listening to The Athletic Cast. This has been Garrett and Brady. Uh, we will see you again on Thursday with the San Francisco 49ers record prediction and The Last Dance episodes 7 and 8 kind of recap. All right. So uh, I guess we'll see you then. Peace out. Yep. See you then.
1: Bye-bye.